It's been a while. I had to take a week off, but you know, with it was good timing because you know, um, Evil Geniuses gets the week off, and that doesn't mean that the world stopped spinning. There was still a lot of news to be had. I got a lot of things in works, and I'm excited for it, as particularly in the off season when I can be more of a fan. Uh, right now, I'm more learning the process of becoming one and also analyzing, well, quote-unquote, analyzing the game. But let's dive in. This will be a short episode, uh, again, because there's no games to dive into, but a lot of Evil Geniuses news. Let's off with, you know, in the timing of order, all pros. You know, before I even dive in there, you know, this being my first year as an Evil Genius fan, it's great to see um, the results of the All-Pro. Bigger picture-wise, I've never really been a fan of League of Legends All-Pro voting because it's so tied to how the team uh, wins, right? The team wins our lost record. Naturally, the team that wins the most probably going to get the most votes. I mean, they've tried everything to make this uh, voting fair. You know, teams cannot vote for their own players. Uh, they, they involve coaches who provide their insights. They uh, added analysts to votes too because they get to watch all the games in its entirety. Uh, there's a pretty good breakdown on JLXP's show, Josh Leishman, on his pod to kind of talk about his thoughts on it. Uh, overall, it seems like the everybody still prefers it, but I coming from a traditional sports background this is not something that i think is a fair um award uh, mainly because it's so so uh, highly correlated with you know wins and losses and with so few teams it's really you know hard to celebrate the individual achievements in a way right because you got a top half of team and a bottom half and even in the top half of the team you are either first place, second place, or third place to get enough of the votes um, because this is such a team-oriented type of game, type of sport that I would say if we make it all pro, let's just make it team round um, and then we can have individual awards, you know, um, best jungler, best mid, best, you know, uh, bot support, uh, but in a different way than just lumping them all together and and maybe even go beyond just the win-loss result, you know, um, their performance. Who has, who do you feel view as the one that reads the meta well or which player has uh, an amazing, um, you know, stats? Something along those lines, but overall, I, I can't really think of a good way of doing so. 
nonetheless, uh, I do want recognition for the players. Um, and you know, they've have other categories, but I, I, I'm hoping that maybe they expand more, right? They expand to more than just rookie of the year, most improved, most valuable player. Many of them, aside from most improved, maybe and rookie of this split, all the other ones just goes back to who has the best record, who finished the split with the best record. With that said, let's break it down. The LCS Summer Split Award, first team All Pro. It's four Evil Geniuses and someday. You know, credit to him. He he played really well. I I think I I still think you know pound for pound impact would very be very match very closely with him, and that made sense because impact did finish in second team all pro. Uh, but the gap in the points is where I'm like a little peeved because um someday has a hundred points and impact only has seventy eight points. I didn't think it was that big of a gap in terms of their um whole split performance. Uh, perhaps. The last few weeks, people saw how much less of a, a f- effective impact was, but that was mainly more to a play style, in my opinion. If I was me, of course, being all biased, I give 100 Thieves first team, all five of them. They played really well together. They cover up each other's weaknesses. They were able to emphasize each other's strengths. Um, there's a lot of talk about you know how the point system kind of reflects some of the um the, the the separation i guess between all the different uh, positions uh notably inspired having won multiple play of the week and likely the mvp of the split i don't know if you can really um give it to anyone else right uh, who else has multiple players of the week split or really perform exceptionally well you know he really changed the way he approached the jungle position between the spring split and the summer perhaps there's better comfort i see a better agency a willingness to uh enable lanes to get ahead gangs getting onto objectives timing all of that in the spring we'll see more of uh you know a lot of people rightfully criticize him for being an afk farmer at times or hesitant and so second time around you know um, in this split, definitely a, a synergy, especially with a young rookie in, in Jojo Pyun at mid and being able to um, develop also a um, communication and flow between himself and impact. Jojo Pyun has the fewest points and part of the reason, as I hear it, is that the mid lane is very, very tightly clustered. Um, and NA LCS has been known for having very uh, strong mid laners, and so partly understandable. But we have to remember Jojo Pyun. I mean, I even hear me uh, in in Josh's tone that Jojo Pyun didn't deserve first pro. I completely disagree with that because um, he probably played at a same or higher level than the majority of mid. You know. Um, taking his individual performance in this split only, not taking in spring. Maybe people want to take in the whole, um, you know, career path or you know what they've appeared through. So uh, a a very close uh, comparison probably is to Kui because he played well in the summer, just as well as Jojo, um, and of course, the records seem to. Um, 
artificially, if you will, push Jojo up to the top. But I think we, if you know Jojo's story, and I'm, we're gonna have an episode just to talk about Jojo's background, his knowledge, his playstyle, his just ability to play League of Legends. He came from a lower fundamental, lower, much much lower level in fundamentals and game knowledge, and now he's here that he can match against you know veterans like Bjergsen or Jensen, uh, Abadaga, and so really I, I I'm glad to see. I hope this is not his peak. We've been all talking about we want to see a continued growth, and I think the ceiling is there. We don't want to buy in on potential, but the ceiling really is there, and it's a matter of keeping Jojo motivated, keeping Jojo on the track to continue to elevate his, um, you know, skill set and knowledge, and combine those together. I think we might be seeing a historical player, um, and and a product, right? He is not from LEC. He's not right. He's not imported. We are gonna see a native. NA representing the mid lane in JoJo and that is all if you know talking potential his upside is immense but we want to see how he does year two I expect a little bit of rocky road but I think it's uh, growing pains will help him grow even stronger and hope he shows up even better at worlds it's just the scaling this is like an anime you know watching a player just um continue to get stronger through victories continue to learn through defeats so um kudos to see him there i i think he deservedly is a first place and uh the voters got it right um bot lane it's hard to dispute danny and vulcan being a very very good duo vulcan himself you know my biggest criticism of him during the spring was a very small set of skill set that he can display you know he's either on a leona signature uh nautilus some form of tank when he plays the roaming he's a less effective or enchanters is not really in his wheelhouse he's playing yumi now right he's playing renata he played um who else did he play uh, a variety of support champs which allow for flexibility on the rest of the roster. So, and he's fun. He's a fun guy. I mean, many people just say he embodies Live Evil um, as a, you know, as his, as as a, you know, he could be the face. Uh, you know, just embodies that mentality. Um, and then, uh, him and Danny probably has the biggest gap in terms of voting points, uh, outside of Inspired, um, and it just goes to show how dominant evil geniuses look this summer we can only get better from here guys i don't think this team has reached their um peak and that's scary when i watch the previous lcs you can tell when tl has reached his peak they look really good but it's almost as if they reached their peak performance right in the lcs and same thing with C9. When they were dominant in that split, or when they won the split, they were very much hitting their peak. 100 Thieves, to be fair, I, I saw a little bit, maybe midway, they they peaking in a way when they won in uh, 2021 in the summer, and they still have some upside. 
but I think the gap between their current performance and their peak performance is smaller than the gap between Evil Genius's current performance and their peak. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's all in my head. Um, and I want to try to be as realistic as possible, but it's really hard not to contain my excitement for this team. Uh, and the more I know the players, the more I watch their play style. So if you disagree with me, please leave it in a comment. If you agree with me, please let me know why you agree. Or maybe you have a different take on it, a different perspective. Let's look into the other awards that were given in the last few days. We are going to congratulate CLG's coaching staff. They won coaching staff of the split. Really, um, uh, kudos to them. This this team went from dead last to potentially contending for top three place, right? And they placed fourth. We don't take anything away from them um, because the meteoric rise is higher than what we've seen in a long time. Uh, high, much, much higher than what we've, um, you know, been able to witness in the last few uh, splits even. Uh, I, I'm not sure that I can remember a dead last place team just jumping straight into top three contention or top four discussion. CLG is in that. So congratulations to Thinkar, to Croissant, to Brandini, to Apollo, to DeMonte. Y'all deserve this coaching split. Ars coaches Definitely, I would think that they um, are at least in the top three, right? Um, between, you know, uh, Rigby, um, Turtle is still involved. Uh, you know, definitely have uh, Peter there to to. He's trying to look through all, all the different, um, you know, he's the head. So he's also looking over the academy and the amateur team. And then, you know, um, Empire, head of scouting, uh, Artemis, definitely performance. Uh, and we have the posi different positional coaches, which, you know, you can uh, find in the show link of who our coaches are. So let's then look into a well-deserved Rookie of the Year that's revealed today, Jojo Pyun. I mean, really, who? Takui might come in second, in my opinion. Maybe Berserker, if he's considered a rookie. But in terms of pure rookie, actually someone who um, first year League of Legends pro scene, right? I mean, who who's another rookie you can think of that goes from, like, Absolutely has no fundamental in League of Legends and now Rookie of the Year. Oh my gosh. It's a great honor. I think um, our, our Reddit is celebrating this. Our Discord is celebrating this. Leave your comments uh, on the Reddit forum. I think we would need like to hear more from all of you. Uh, it's immense. It's immense. I didn't know who JoJo was, right? Uh, I even had my own doubts, even as a fan coming into the season. The Some of the doubts were blown away after the lock-in tournament. And then it continued to be reinforced as to why he really belonged in the LCS. Why he belonged just uh, being in 
part of Evil Geniuses. And in to see success in his first year, I really just hope that this is not a uh, the star that bright, shines the brightest, also um, fades the fastest. You know, a little bit of arcane there for you all. Uh, <clears throat> there's upside. There's continued um, growth and management of uh, in in terms of maturity, maybe in terms of mentality uh, and taking care of him physically. You know, I hope he takes in some of what Dr. Respawn has talked about because, you know, some of the young players really still don't really think about all the other areas that they should be taking care of. Mental health, physical well-being. They just think that we play the game, we play it to the highest level, and that's it. But longevity is really a a key. Um, longevity is really a key uh key in in showing and uh creating a legacy and maybe impact is a great um mentor and vulcan definitely is a, those two inspired as well i guess to lead both Jan danny and jojo to work on their longevity um it's gonna be hard to think about like why he won't be coveted i just hope he becomes the face of evil geniuses i mean look at him look at that face he is classic evil geniuses when you think about it and i'm glad we have several faces of the evil geniuses uh, hopefully next year he'd be known as the mvp so there are so a couple more awards to be uh, revealed most improved and most valuable player like i said i think most valuable player is inspired how can you not vote for him right uh how can he he has a lead on points it, it's not even close and maybe i'll be surprised but i i definitely don't think so but who do you think was the most improved player from an eg standpoint it's got to be inspired or jojo for me right they, they the the way that they play in the spring split and the summer split is a stark difference it shows a very um different way of at attacking the game different way of thinking about the game and just showing a much more versatility than playing the role as it meant to be played uh, but if it's outside of evil geniuses if we're looking at bigger picture huh this is a this is a tougher one i would probably most improved player and it has to be for the whole year i'm probably going to say johnson johnson jose diodo fly quest boys or maybe it's in clg contracts yeah probably contracts former eg former c9 player contracts makes sense he he was disgustingly bad in the spring and the team kept faith in him decided to replace the top lane and contracts went from the most death to probably one of the better um kda players let me check uh, on that fact check on that for you because in if you were playing fantasy lcs or daily fantasy uh, LCS, you probably saw a lot of um, saw a lot of 
deaths in the column and negative points if you have contracts on your team and when you play against contracts you're very happy it's like an automatic advantage at the jungle position for you but uh looking into the summer split um he has a he ranks fifth above jose above speaker and just carrying a kd of a 3.3 not bad his kill and death are almost close to the same 46 kills to 47 deaths and 108 assists you know this is a big improvement right he became a top half jungler so yeah maybe contracts i'll, I'll give it to him as the most improved player who is your most improved player let me know in the comments and until next time subscribe download just let me know what you want to hear in during the off season what contents do you want to hear in evil geniuses podcast the live evil pod if you want to be a guest hit me up the email the twitter everything can be found in the show notes thank you all and until next time live evil